Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells, beat reporter, University of Texas uh, for InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin covers not only the team, but also recruiting. He was at the Texas State Trap track meet over the weekend i want to talk to him about that he also visited with darian galette uh one of the nation's top linebacker prospects rud, uh, rush pro, pass rushing prospects uh who was at the uh state meet as well as he went up to temple to see mccall harrison pilot or mccall harrison pilot out of a uh, temple uh but uh, first we're going to start with some news on jordan addison uh that uh, was released in the uh in the uh uh, scoop this morning on uh, Monday morning uh, at InsideTexas.com. Justin, uh, start with that for us, just so you you can wrap up people. I've got some some stuff I want to add on top of it. Well, with, with Jordan Addison, I believe he just came off his uh, his official visit to USC, and it appears that Alabama is probably going to get a visit here uh, this week or this weekend. There may even be another school that that tries to jump in the mix that we've heard as well. But you know, it's a, it's a strange. It's a strange recruitment because it's it's it, to me it's we'd hear when he first jumped in and ah, they weren't that interested and then when they were interested he came in they did real well but he was kind of wanting to look at other places you know this morning Eric hits me up and he's like hey man we, we got to put out some new stuff about Addison this is this is looking better for Texas and and I guess I can't be surprised because if Sarkeesian has, has proven anything it's that he can accumulate talent especially on the offensive side of the ball and so. If you're a Texas fan, let me tell you something. You, you, you should go into 2022 happy with this wide receiver room as it stands right now. I mean, more than happy. I guarantee you Quinn Ewers and, and Hudson Card do. But if you throw Jordan Addison into the mix, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to shoot up expectations. But all of a sudden, you've got five or six skill guys, NFL prospects on one side of the ball. And I think Sark can uh, do a lot of damage when you give him that many tools in his arsenal. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And uh, to, to follow up on what, what I'm hearing, and I, I spoke with Eric about this uh, as well, uh, and, and he and I talked about it prior to, uh, to his publishing that today. Uh, Addison came off the USC visit, uh, Justin, uh, did not commit, as we mentioned, uh, Texas feels, I, I don't want to say the word is confident because, I mean, you can't be necessarily confident in situations like this, but Texas feels like they're in the thick of it at this point uh, for Jordan Addison, the Bolitnikoff Award winner from uh, University of Pittsburgh, 100 catches, 17 touchdowns, 1,500 plus yards a year ago. Uh, Brendan Marion, the uh, Texas wide receivers coach, clearly the former wide receivers coach for Addison at Pittsburgh. Uh, so he's familiar there. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, a week ago, I would have given Texas a 5 to 10% chance uh, yeah. at uh, Jordan Addison. Today, that number is creeping up. I don't know that I would give it a certain number at this point. 
Um, but uh, it's definitely not five or 10% in my opinion. Uh, and it is going upwards. Uh, he is expected to visit Alabama at some point. Uh, however, we're, we're waiting to see if there's a fourth school involved because they, he is, he has told the folks out at USC uh, that there may be a fourth team involved too. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what this all means, but uh, uh, things are moving by the day with this recruitment. Uh, I am hearing that he probably wants to make a decision uh, prior to the end of May, uh, because wherever he goes, they will start uh, the process, Justin, of uh, getting him into the summer workout regime uh, and that sort of program. So he's on campus for that, uh, wherever he goes, whether it's Texas, Alabama, USC, or, or you know, school to be named later. Uh, but uh, the, the reality of, of Jordan Addison potentially becoming a Longhorn is, is high, as high as, as I've seen it post uh, his official visit to Texas. So uh, we'll have to see what, that what comes out of that. Um, moving on, uh, I, you were at the state track meet this week. Uh, spent some time in Austin with that. Uh, one of the guys you got to see is Darian Gallette uh, out of Marlin, uh, one of the nation's top overall prospects. I know he's in the top 100 in the country probably even underranked if he's not in the top 25 or so, 6'3", 225, ran both the four by one and the four by two, almost qualified for the long jump and the 200 meter. And he's a defensive edge rusher slash linebacker, Texas recruiting off the ball linebacker. You got a chance to speak with him. What was the sense you got from Darian? I know he set up a, an official visit to, to Austin in the coming weeks. You know, Darian's a guy that we've seen pretty often. I feel like Inside Texas and On3 has seen Gillette, you know, a dozen times in the last few months. And that's just, we've been traveling to, to catch practices, and I've seen him at multiple track meets. It's a sight to watch him run anchor on the 4 by one and 4 by 2 at 6'3", 232 pounds. I mean, it's a sight to see. This man captured the silver medal in both events with his team at Marlin. I mean, it was just outstanding. And then you get to kind of catch up with him, and, and you can tell this kid has been raised correctly. He's a yes, sir, no, sir. He, he thinks before he speaks. And, you know, most of the time I tell people, you know, when they ask me about Darian Gillette, I said, that's what an Alabama linebacker looks like. When, when they sign guys, that's what they look like. That's what they play like, and that's what they act like. And Gillette is one of those that I think Texas really prioritized here recently, and, and you could think, well, Justin, haven't they been prioritizing the whole time? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely at the top of the list, but I, I feel a sense from talking to him from a couple months ago to now that it's starting to trend Texas. You know, when I asked him about his official visits, he's setting up, he said, well, right now I'm just coming to Texas. And he said the 23rd to the 26th, that's three days. So he's going to be in there for an extra day. Uh, he's, been, he's been on campus a couple times over the spring by himself, and they treated him like it was on an official. And he knows that. And now it's starting to resonate with him. They treat him like family. He, he feels like he's already a part of the team. And I realize in recruiting, that's what coaches do. And, and that's how you really connect in relationships. But Gillette is pretty insistent on how important that is to him, that, that bond and relationship. And he's got proximity. Marlon's not that far away from Austin. And so he's got, Texas has some things working in their way, in, in their advantage. And also Dre Bledsoe, former uh, teammate, He's actually started getting closer to Texas football players. Jeray Bledsoe, DeMarvion Overshone, um, Jaron Thompson. There's a handful of other guys that have, like, went out of their way to make sure Gallette felt like, look, we need you. And, you know, Bobby, we talk about this all the time. If there's a room that's going to need replenishing next fall, it's linebacker. 
And so they're making this guy the, their, their priority. And I got to tell you, you know, uh, Ohio, I asked him about some other schools. I said, you know, who else is kind of pushing? Who else is, is getting in the mix? He mentioned Texas A&M. He mentioned Alabama. He mentioned LSU. But he said, really, the two schools that are pushing the hardest right now are Texas and Ohio State. Now, I asked him, I said, yeah, Ohio State, that's a, that's, that's a journey. I said, what are your thoughts on that? And he said, well, you know, they, they put out great linebackers in the NFL. It's a great system, and, and they want me to come up and visit. And, and he's curious about that. So I fully expect him to, to see Columbus at some point this summer, even in the official or unofficial capacity. But just, just the sense from talking to him, talking to a couple of his coaches, talking to a couple of people around that program, uh, in the last, I'd say, three or four months, Darren Gillette has gone from a – maybe a 20, 30, 35% guy to Texas. To me, I'd say it's over 50% now. Now he's going to take some more officials and, and he is in, he might be a late summer guy. He might be a guy that commits right before his senior year. Uh, you know, his parents have him very grounded. Those are both, you know, you know, big in athletics and they understand the importance of academics as well. And so it's just a positive sense. Because you know this is a guy, you, we, we see him in basketball highlights. He plays above the rim. His athleticism is crazy. And Texas is pushing all the right buttons right now. He's building a great relationship with Coach Kwiatkowski, with Coach Choate. But Coach Sark has taken on a lot of this role as well. And I think you and I have noticed when Coach Sark really gets involved, that's when recruitment start to turn a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, he certainly is, is connecting with some recruits, I think. Uh, we've talked about that previously. Um, anybody, uh, thanks for the update on Darian Gallette, the young man out of Marlin, Texas. Um, Justin, anybody else? Uh, I know you were there for two days, two and a half days. So there you ran through a lot of kids at the state meet. Uh, yeah. Anybody else come away that impressed you? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's start out with Denton Ryan's four by one and Anthony Hill. Uh, Anthony Hill's going to take an official visit to Texas in late June. I believe it's 24th through the 26th. I got to catch up with him a little bit. Anthony Hill is running on the four by one. They, they finished second. They were behind Maynard. They beat Lancaster. And Anthony Hill is 6'3", 215, 220 pounds. It was incredibly impressive. And I, I love seeing those big guys like Gallette run, run on the track. If you haven't gone to a state track meet, uh, people that are watching, that's a bucket list deal. You, you got to see that. I was thoroughly impressed with Lancaster and, and all the other guys that that were involved, but mainly the safety, 2024's Corey and Gibson. Bobby, that's a that's the athleticism you want at the safety position. He is he's fast, he's quick, he changes directions. He's part of a lot of a lot of that Lancaster, you know, renowned track team. And and he's a guy, he's a top 50 prospect in the on three uh, rankings. And Texas has an in there. You know, Alabama's figured it out. They want him. They've offered. LSU's figured it out. They offered. They wanted. And Georgia is, is reaching out to him as well. But Texas has a little ace in the hole. Uh, the former head coach at Lancaster is now the director of uh, relations at uh, Texas, Chris Gilbert. And so there's there's a there, 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 there's a little relate prior relationship there that I think is very much going to benefit Texas. So I got to see Gibson. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because he's a he's a junior. He's only going to be a junior. You, right. you mentioned 2024 guy here. Um, Aren't and I, we know Texas is going to have some official visitors in uh, for the second and third weekend, I think, or third and fourth weekend of June uh, that are going to be seniors to be. So really, the guys we think about twenty guys will come in that that have some that have offers and probably can commit if they want to um, during that time frame. I think about of those twenty, fifteen or so will do so, not necessarily to Texas by the end of the summer, um, but as it relates to the juniors, the twenty twenty fours, okay. 
Texas is going to have some of those guys coming in during that same time period as well, correct? I believe there's a handful. There's a handful. I'd have to look at the list that we've got at InsideTexas.com. But I believe there's a handful. Actually, I talked to one on uh, Friday, Dalen Evans, six foot six, 260 pound, uh, tight end, offensive tackle, defensive end from Longview Pine Tree. Uh, Baylor, Texas A&M visits coming up. He's going to hit LSU in mid-June, and he's going to see Texas on June 23rd. And so, yeah, there's a handful of 2024s, and Corey and Gibson is going to be one of the top guys that they're going to try to bring in. Another guy that could be one of those guys is Jacoby Williams. That's the 2024 from Beckville. A couple of weeks ago, I went and hung out with him and his staff, and I got to bump into him again. And, you know, it's always cool. <laughs> it's always good when you just come off seeing a kid and then you bump into him at the state meet, and then he wins the 110 hurdles and 300 hurdles like it's nothing. <laughs> he had a 14-4 on the 110. I mean, I, <laughs> it was good to see that explosiveness that we had all heard about and kind of seen a little on tape in person. It was very impressive. Uh, and so that's another one that I think could be in the mix that could, could, could come in. You know, 2024 is kind of loaded in East Texas. So don't be surprised to see Derek McFall from Tyler High come in, in on a June trip. Uh, they've got to, they got to commit out of, out of Dangerfield, Aaron, uh, Aaron Hampton Boyd. That's another one that could be in on June. He definitely wants to get back. And so uh, from the 2024 standpoint, I think those are guys that kind of stood out the most. I will go back a little bit on 2023. I got to, to catch it with Jalen Hell. Nothing official is set up for Texas yet, but he, him and, him and his coach assured me they'll be back to Austin at some point this summer, either in the official or unofficial capacity. Jalen Hill is still on the, is still a priority for these guys. Brennan Marion is still putting in the effort. They, they, they want that outside guy, and, and he looks like he could really fit that role, kind of come in behind like an Isaiah Nayor. And so he's another one that, that I was impressed with as well. And then I'm trying to think if there's any other guys off the top of my head. Let, I mean, let me, let me, before you, before you do that, because you may your 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 mind may get jogged here. You were not there on Thursday because you were up in Temple, uh, seeing McCall Harrison pilot when Brennan Thompson, the young man from Spearman, uh, won the double, the 100 and 200 meter in Class 3A, would have set uh, all time marks in both of those, uh, but the were, both runs were wind wind illegal, I guess. One was at uh, 3.6, and the other one's at 2.1. Uh, but he ended up yeah. running a 10 2 4 100 meter, uh, a 20 point, uh, I think 9 8. Is that right? Or no, 20.78, uh, 200 meter. 20.7, right. Yeah, 20.7, uh, 200 meter. Incredibly fast. Um, any, any, you were there the next day. Anybody talking about that that you ran into, anything like that? Yeah, I can tell you a quick, funny story if you've got the time. So my nephew ran against Brendan Thompson in two events, mainly the 200 meters. And, you know, he got to state qualifying. He, he's a pretty good track athlete. He fully expected what happened to happen. Like, Brandon Thompson's almost intimidating. Well, they go up to, uh, to get their numbers and their, their pins and stuff like that. It's like, you know, right before you get set up to go out onto the track. And he's behind Brandon Thompson. And who comes up to talk to Brendan right before the run? Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy. And so my, my nephew's standing back, and he's kind of – he notices who they are. He, he knows what's going on. And, and Bijan says, hey, man, we're going to be up here watching you run, and then we're going we're gonna to grab the Lambo and take off. You want us to come get you when we're done? And Brendan's like, oh, yeah, let me win this goal, and then you can come get me. We'll go for a ride in the limbo downtown. We'll figure we'll, – we'll go find some fun. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, 
you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. My nephew, he called me afterwards and he's like, Uncle Wells, I was not expecting that flex 10 minutes before we going out on the track. He's looking at it going, yeah, let me get this gold and I'll catch y'all in 20 minutes. That's so impressive. And that's Brennan Thompson. And let me tell you something. He is not arrogant. He is one of the most humble, modest kids. He comes from a great family. Yeah, there was a buzz about Brennan Thompson and the fact that he's not going to lose many races that he races in. He looked incredible. And I, I think Ruben Owens had a, had a decent time in the long jump as well. And so on that Thursday, uh, I, I, yeah, I had to miss those guys because I got to c- catch up with Michael Harris and Pilot down in Temple and some of those guys. But yeah, the buzz was... Brennan Thompson is as advertised, and I don't know if there was a happier guy at the track meet Thursday night when it was all said and done than BT. He, yeah, I, I, I texted, his mom texted me, I think that they were relieved. You know, he went through so much a year yeah. ago with the, with the uh, uh, bone uh, issue in his foot uh, that, uh, you know, may have hampered him a little bit, had a really good co- uh, track season, was consistently in the 10-2s almost all year or at least several times this year. Uh, I think his slowest, I think his slowest time after, after March was 10, four. So <laughs> did you notice him slowing up? Oh yeah. All of those runs before area. He didn't, <laughs> he yeah. knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that it was pretty clear what, what, what he had left in the tank and what he was trying to get at. Um, you mentioned Mikel Harrison pilot. Let's talk about him a little bit because he's an interesting recruitment, uh, think about six foot 185 is that right for him yeah that's about right I'd say six foot about I feel like he's probably 190 now he's filled out a little bit his lower body's getting a little bit stronger well well, the interesting thing about him is he's a blue chip guy top 10 15 20 guy in the state um likes to play wide receiver likes to play safety plays both and excels at both right um but has um but has uh some people initially wanted him as a safety some uh, want him as a wide receiver. Texas has kind of been in this scenario with him that they are now talking to him strictly as a receiver as opposed to telling him uh, defensive back. So you went up to Temple to kind of check that situation out and, and figure out what's going on. What did uh, Harrison Pilot say to you? It was, it, was, it was fun to see that spring game. Do you know that was uh, Harrison Pilot's first spring game at Temple? In 2020, COVID knocked it out. 2021, he was sick or he was injured. And this was the first time he'd ever had a spring game. Um, the first thing you need to know about Harrison Pilot is he is highly intelligent. This is a kid that, that is this very smart. And you can see that cerebralness on the field on why he excels on both sides of the ball. His recruitment is interesting, like you said, because I think they're at the stage now where college coaches are saying, okay, pick a spot. Which one do you want? Whereas I don't necessarily think he wants to pick one. But if you ask him where he wants to play, he wants to play wide receiver. And so, you know, that recruitment started with Blake Gideon with, with the Texas, uh, you know, safeties coach. Now it's Brendan Marion's is the primary contact. And, and Coach Marion is, has started that up and built that along. And, and he, you know, he told me flat out, he's like, look, Justin, I love Texas. I love that it's close. I love the tradition. He goes, I've probably been there more than any other school. You know, that, that proximity does help. I got to catch up with his dad and his family afterwards. And they, they, uh, they said the same thing, you know, it's, 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 it's a, they love what Sark is doing. He's a very easy to get along with kind of guy, relationship kind of guy, good, good and genuine. Um, 
it's going to come down to wide receiver takes. Do I think he's a definite wide receiver take for Texas? No, I don't. I think there's other guys, bigger fish to fry on that side of the ball, and especially knowing Sark and his offense. Can Harrison Pilot play receiver at Texas? Absolutely. And he, any, every time he would say that, he would also mention, but I, I'm going to do what's best for the team. And if that means moving over to safety and that gives me the best shot at potentially a pro career, then I'll do that. So I don't think he's, he's nailed down a receiver. So, you know, I, I think there's some looseness there. But when you ask him where he wants to play, he's going to tell you the truth. And he wants to play receiver. A lot of those kids do. They want to catch the ball. They, they want to score touchdowns. I, and you can't blame them. OU has made the biggest impression on, on Harrison Pilot right now. They are going full bore with the wide receiver take. Now, maybe Venables is thinking in the back of his mind, you, you, you push that receiver part, and then he gets here in a year. We can try him at defense. He's a great athlete, Bobby. Runs track, plays baseball. This guy plays center field and, and covers the gaps like it's nobody's business. He, he, can, he, he can do those things. Um, Cal is in the mix, and, and you would think, well, what's Cal doing? Academically, Michael, he, th he thinks about that kind of stuff. Academics matter to him. And so Cal is going to get an official visit. His dad was actually wearing Cal gear when I talked to him. And then Houston's in the mix. And you might think, well, what's Houston doing in the mix? This isn't your ordinary recruitment. His father played and coached at Houston. And so there's some, there, there's some ties there as well. And so, and he likes the relationship he's building with Coach Holgerson and those guys uh, down, down in H-Town. And so Texas is in the mix. I'd like to say they're in the top three, but I think his top three is OU, Cal, and UH. Do I think he's close to his decision? Not even close. He's going to take a couple officials probably in the summer. He's going to take the remainder of his officials in the fall. He's looking at a December decision. That's when he wants to make his decision. He's looking at signing in that early signing period. He said if he doesn't, if he doesn't know where he wants to go by then, he'll just wait for the second signing period. But I have a feeling he's going to know in December where he, he wants to end up. I just love that Texas is – they're, they're adjusting on, on the fly to, to, to what they're hearing and what he's saying. And that means you're listening to the player. And when that player and those parents believe you're listening to them, you're, you're, you're taking in everything, that's a huge plus. I think Texas is squarely in the mix. I just think there's a couple other schools that have, you know, done a little bit more at this point. But the fact that Texas kind of changed directions, handed off to Brennan Marion, it's like, the, it's like Texas was at the relays themselves. He, they handed the baton to Marion, and it's like, okay – we need you to close the gap. And right now, I think that's what they're trying to do. It's interesting you mentioned that. And I, I, I immediately thought of Billy Bowman, recruited as a wide receiver to OU, ends up playing defense almost immediately. Uh, Knowing he it, was going to play on defense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's, that's, that was a part of the – that was kind of – I just immediately thought of that name uh, because we knew that was going to happen beforehand. Uh, but didn't want, he didn't want to hear that, you know. No. Um, and so uh, interesting, uh, interesting stuff there. Um, two other notes coming out of the scoop this morning, uh, dealing with running backs, Trey Wisner, a uh, young man out of DeSoto by way of, uh, Waco Connolly. Uh, you know, he is, he is up in DeSoto and, and doing well. Apparently Texas still, uh, has earned that commitment in staying on him. Uh, but you know, you also mentioned Ruben Owens at the state long jump and in, I think third or fourth in the state long jump. I can't remember which. Uh, but also we talked, uh, Eric talked about Cedric Baxter, uh, the young man out of Orlando, the nation's number one ranked running back. I think Owens is number two or three. Um, and Texas is, is apparently really in this, uh, despite some serious overtures from both Florida, Miami, 
Georgia and all of those guys. Uh, Tashard Choice, the, the new running back coach for Texas, has the Longhorn square in the mix. And you just said it. That's the commonality with all those guys. It's Tashard Choice. Why did Trey Weisner, a longtime OU lean, commit on the spot to Texas after the spring game? Tashard Choice. That, this is a guy that's built tremendous relationships. And now I think that's why they're in the mix for, for Cedric Baxter. You know, Choice was at Georgia Tech for years, and, and he built good relationships with those, those Florida schools. And he's known Cedric Baxter for years. And so, you know, you, you build those bonds. They don't – as long as you maintain that contact and, and stay in touch, Texas, Texas has a shot here. Florida's going to be tough, Bobby. Florida's going to be tough. I, I think the kid kind of wants to stay in state. I think he loves the idea of Texas – especially if Arch Manning jumps in, especially if they, they, they grab some of those offensive linemen that they were going to grab uh, that have been on campus a few times already this year, and especially if they have a wide receiver room like it looks like they've got already. That's a really enticing thing. And so I think Texas gets a visit, and I think, they, I think he comes down and, and gets the tour and all that, but it's just going to take a lot of work. But you know what? That's where it starts. It starts with those formal relationships, those prior bonds with coaches, with parents, and, and, and if anything, that these two new coaches, Coach Choice and Brandon Marion, have shown, they utilize that. And, and that's how I think they're in the mix for Cedric Baxter. With Trey Wisner, you know, he's at DeSoto now. And so I, I kind of like John Tay Cook to Texas already. I kind of like it a little bit more with Wisner there because he's the type of kid that will needle and prod Cook all day about that and it's a fun it's a fun back and forth I think they're actually going to benefit each other being on the same uh, offense this fall and so and then you've got you know Reuben Owens the the, the unicorn um, I'm not going to try to handicap that recruitment whatsoever because it would be an exercise in futility um, all I know is Texas is, is squarely in it he loves Texas I think his family loves Texas I think Texas A&M is squarely in it Georgia wants, I've heard they want to take two running backs, preferably Reuben Owens and Justice Haynes. And so that, that's a school you have to watch. He, he's going to, he popped in at Michigan State. He could pop up at USC in June. And so from the, to try to summarize the running back carousel, Weisner being in the, in, in the class gives Texas a lot of leverage. They don't have to mess so much with the, the complimentary or the running back two, running back three type takes. They can focus on the big dogs. And that's Cedric Baxter and Reuben Owens. Both will be at Texas at some point. Both will take visits. Um, I think Baxter's better, but I think Texas has a better shot at Owens. And I think it's one of those six, one, half a dozen of another. If you get either one of them with Trey Wisner, give Tashar Choice a ton of credit because uh, he, he, he'll check every box in that, in that recruitment. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking of this and, and, uh, it's been, uh, been a couple of weeks since you and I got together and, and talked because you've been on the road so much and everything. Um, you like where the Longhorns are at right now in recruiting? I do, but I think they could be better. I, I think they've got a small trajectory right now, but I don't think we're going to see it manifest until June. I, I think there's about a three weeks from now. What's it? Two and a half, but we're, we're about a month. We're halfway through the month of May. I think it'll still be kind of kind of slow over the next couple of weeks. Kids are wrapping up sports. They're wrapping up their their juniors, their sophomore junior years. I think we're going to see more. June's going to tell us a lot, Bobby, because some of these guys are going to commit before their senior year. It's it's a, it's the nature of the game, and so I, I like their trajectory because they're prioritizing the right guys: the Darian Gillettes, the Jalen Hells, the Cedric Baxters. 
those guys, you know, the Trey Weisners that they landed, the Ryan Niblets that they just get out of nowhere. They're, they're prioritizing those guys. And again, I said it earlier, Coach Choice and Coach Marion have injected uh, uh, just a hot dose of energy in this staff, in their recruitments, in their relationships. Uh, I give them a ton of credit. The one guy that does the, probably the most work in the background and gets no credit is Chris Gilbert. I'm going to I'm going to proclaim that dude from day from now on, because anytime I talk to a recruit in the state of Texas, they mention Chris Gilbert almost every time. Some kids have said that's the main guy they talk to. And so I like I think last year was kind of a combobulation of, hey, we've just got the job. We just got the staff together. We just got to get our bearings. We've got to figure out who we want. It's a year later. They're all kind of settled into their spots, to their sweet spots, and they kind of understand, okay, this is a guy we got to kind of push because he could be a summer decision. This guy, like Harrison Pilot, he's not a summer decision. We don't have to push so hard. We can just keep building on that receiver slash athlete uh, compartment. And so I like where they're at. I think they could be a little bit better. Ask me again in June, and I, I bet I have a better answer. Yeah, I, I think so too. And, and part of that, I, I, was, I was thinking about as you were talking about it, right? Um, can't be that many unofficial visits over the next two weeks, really, because a lot of these kids got are, are doing uh, spring football themselves. Yes. Right. And so they still got stuff going on. Um, and so it, it's hard to, to, you know, coordinate everything like that. Uh, the Longhorns themselves also, uh, the, the players are off. Not all of them are off campus. A lot of them are hanging around Austin. Uh, you just talked about Bijan and, and Worthy. Uh, there after finals but there's about two weeks here where they're not they don't have to be on campus they have involuntary or they have voluntary workouts and that sort of thing uh but uh, that's part of it as well uh justin thanks for sharing your experiences uh with with, with us uh and the experience of your uh cousin or nephew excuse me i thought that was a fun one uh but anyways justin wells of insidetexas.com uh please join us and visit us there uh, we write daily about the Longhorns and recruiting. Uh, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.